Welcome to episode 30 of the Talking Dairy podcast, where we discuss the topics most on the minds of New Zealand dairy farmers. Three years ago, Quinn Morgan was a self-described city slicker, working as a personal trainer in Perth and spending hours sitting in traffic. But then after a wedding in New Zealand, COVID's arrival and some encouragement from farming family members, Quinn ended up reluctantly taking a job in dairy farming back in New Zealand. Fast forward to 2022 and he's now leading a team of eight on a Pamu dairy farm in the Taupo area, raising his young family with a rural lifestyle and progressing quickly in his new career. In this podcast, Quinn shares his story about how he ended up in dairying and the challenging but rewarding experiences he's faced since making the move. He also talks about what he's doing to encourage others, particularly young Māori, into the dairy sector, including his involvement in DairyNZ's recently launched Great Futures in Dairying plan. Quinn reckons we need to be looking in new places for our future staff. He wants others from a similar background to him, that is urban and or non-farming, to discover what he has about the dairy sector. My name is Ben Chapman-Smith and I hope you enjoy this episode. Hey, so kia ora, Quinn, and thank you for coming on the podcast today. It's nice to have you with us. Tell us how you got into the dairy sector. What's your backstory? Well, kia ora, Ben. Uh, thanks for having me on. Keep it nice, short and sharp, but um, I'll go back to 2019. I was living in Australia over in Perth. Uh, I used to work in a gym, so pretty much as city slicker as they come. And my wife and I had come back to New Zealand to get married. As soon as we come back, my wife, she grew up in Australia, so we got to be around our family and, and spend that time back here um, as opposed to amongst the craziness over in Australia and yeah I think it was just that one trip for our wedding we said to each other yeah let's move back and uh, this was in November in 2019 and uh, by January 2020 I was on a plane mate, me and my suitcase and, and some big dreams. <laughs> Were you thinking about leaving the fitness industry you know had you been thinking about that for a while? Oh I really enjoyed it I got a lot out of it I'm a bit of a people person, so I like to sort of see, you know, what makes people tick and, and try and get the best out of people and, and myself as well. When I'd moved back, my first goal was the police force. So um, I come back and I, and I was chasing the, trying to get into the police force uh, in the Central Plateau area. And um, with that came along uh, COVID and put a bit of a halt on um, the Central Plateau area. They weren't recruiting until that all got sorted out. My family were, were still in Perth when I come back and got stuck on the other side there. So I sort of had to, uh, had to pivot a bit there. Ultimately, though, I didn't get to see them for, for six months. And, and I had a um, young fellow who was crawling. And by the time I saw him again, he was running around. So, yeah, it was pretty hard getting that first start in the dairy industry. I was lucky enough to have a lot of family members that farm out here in the, in the Rip Raw area. And they sort of just said to me, oh, why don't you try dairy farming? And at the start, I was like, nah, no way. I'm not doing that. And then... <laughs> Then, um, yeah, it was pretty much, they sort of told me what it come with, and um, I guess the stability really hooked me, the house, and, 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 you know, it's a bit of an arm and a leg to live in town these days, so um, it was a big thing that brought me being a young father and having that stability in my family, so that was a, it was a big trigger for me at the start. Where did you get your first opportunity in farming? Oh, so it was pretty hard at the start, I had no experience, and I got knocked back from quite a lot of jobs understandably so you know the first intro to farming if you're a traditional spring carving farm um, is carving that's the first thing that comes up and as an employer you know you're really looking for someone with some experience and you know I take nothing away from not getting those opportunities but at the same time I was sort of mentored into changing my my outlook on it 
and we're sort of coming with a mentality of motivation as opposed to focusing on not having any experience. I just really honed in on motivation. Got my first start over in Edgecombe with Sam and Kate Moore. And what was that first season like for you? Oh, it was different. Yeah, it was um, it was exciting at the same time. I, I was as green as they come, mate. Probably one of my first days out on farm, I just said to the boss, oh, do we just go grab those cows and bring them in to milk them? And he's going, nah, they're going to have a calf first. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and then I was just um, coming in as, as a, uh, again, a, a city slicker. First thing I see is my arch nemesis with a little RAV4 with a trailer pinned on the back of it. And then they're going, oh, grab that and reverse that over there. And I'm just like, oh, no, can't do that. And then, um, so it was, it was a real bit of a laugh. But at the same time, it was real humbling, eh? And I, I really enjoyed my first season. That's awesome, Quinn. So what, you're in uh, with 2022 now, so you've been doing it for a few years. Tell us, what do you love about dairy farming now that you've been in it a while and you've seen the good and the bad and the you know the tough times and whatever? Yeah, yeah, had some, yeah, had some pretty tough times at the start and um, also good. But I think the biggest thing now is that the dairy industry, oh, for me and my family, is we, we have these sort of joint goals now. It's not just me, go to work, come home, tell my wife about my day. You know, we're both studying. We're both trying to, uh, obviously, the, the end goal would be self-employment. And that's something I've never got to experience. From the outside, as I was coming in, a lot of people were telling me like, ah, oh, say goodbye to your weekends, say goodbye to your family time and all that sort of stuff. But I've never been in, in a more family-friendly role. You know, I get to have breakfast with the little ones before they go to school. I get to come home, have lunch with my wife. I used to sit in traffic and not get home till late and not even bother to have a chat with the wife, just go straight to sleep. Yeah, but now it's it's exciting. And um, mm. yeah, I try and really hone in on that to anyone who who hasn't um, experienced it. How long were you living in Perth for? So I've been all over Australia, but I was in Perth for about five years. I did all my high schooling years in Australia. Yeah, but I was in Perth uh, for five years. But did you spend your childhood around Reporoa? Is that where you're from? I was, I was born in Taumaranui but I was raised up in Wanganui. So, yeah, not around too much farming. My stepdad mm. did have a farming job for a season there, but, yeah, I was never interested. Um, just wanted to play the spaces and, and um, do everything else, but I was just, yeah, never took a liking to it until it saved me. So. <laughs> yeah, cool, man. Hey, so, and whereabouts are you farming now, Quinn? Yeah, so I'm in Taupo at the moment, and I, I work for uh, Pamu. So I'm on I'm in their uh, Wairake uh, state with their pastoral complex. And there's 19 farms in this area. You're, you're managing a few people? Yeah, so on the farm I have now, I lead a team of eight, so there's eight of us, and then we operate under a operations manager who looks after this farm, plus a couple of dairy support blocks as well. So, yeah, that's pretty cool as well. I get to pick his brain and as well as help lead the team as well. So that's mm. pretty cool. When you won the Ahu Whenua Young Māori Farmer of the Year Award in 2021, can you tell us a bit about that award and what it meant for you to win it? Oh man, it was it was a uh, massive experience. So what it's basically based around is it recognises young Māori farmers or up and coming, and just tries to get around them and present those opportunities that they might not have or they might not come across elsewhere. So it was more of a big, huge study tour than a competition. I got to go myself, Ben Pudo and Anheta Hale, some some great farmers out there, and that was pretty cool. So I was pinching myself being able to win it because I thought I was pretty lucky to rub shoulders with those two. So, yeah, it's just a big confidence booster moving forward. And then, yeah, same thing, just try and get the word out there and try and get others in there as well, eh? Yeah, for sure. Quinn, I'm interested, do you see Māori values being reflected in the dairy sector? And what 
does it look like in practice for those Maori values to be outworked? Yeah, for sure. So you see it every day out on farmer, eh? you know, like, well, it's our, our biggest thing, you know, being a, a kaitiaki, you know, um, steward of the land, being able to work the land is awesome. Bit of a cool story. When I got my first job, I had nothing, no furniture or anything. My employer's parents gave me a bed to sleep on. So that's that, you know, whanaungatanga. And more so, they filled up my freezer with some meat. So it was like the community and things like manakitanga and just getting around it. It's a culture like I've never experienced before. People just rallying around you to make sure you're all right. And that's just, yeah, it's pretty much fend for yourself before I come into farming. And now I've got all these people, I, I don't know from a bar of soap, that are willing to help me and um, offer advice and ask how I'm going. And, and that's something I'm really proud to carry that culture on and, and be a part of. I grew up in the concrete backyards and, and um, house to house, you know, my, my closest neighbour is probably 300 metres away. I mean, I probably talk to them a lot more than, you know, than I'd ever talk to someone in the city that was right wall to wall, you know, and um, it definitely is. For me, being over in Australia, it's massive because my kids get to grow up on this farm. My wife is from the area. You get to walk a bit taller because you're out here um, earning an income, plus you're the one in charge of what happens around you. So I definitely can't speak for everyone, but when I first come in, one of the first things I was I was taught was things like, you know, you're affluent, you're spreaders, rules and all those sorts of things. So it was a massive thing for me because I'd never even, I didn't even know much about that. And I'm getting taught more about the environment, being involved in the dairy industry, as opposed to me being in the city. I don't, you know, we all bumper to bumper and we don't even think of these sorts of things. But now we're here and, and we're thinking about every little thing. And it's every day, and we take it very, very seriously. Not only us, but all farmers take it very, very seriously. There's a very high standard in our industry. Coming from the city, you're just like, I don't even know what this is. What's methane? What, what you know? What is all this sort of stuff? And then they're like, you have to know this, or you know, you got to get grilled, mate. So it's like, oh, okay. And then we're right into it. I was really interested in the fact that you were down there in Wellington recently for the launch of this new workforce resilience plan called Great Futures in Dairying, and that plan has these three key focus areas designed to improve recruitment and retention. And you spoke about one of those focus areas, which is to look in new places to attract a larger and more diverse talent pool. I'm really interested in what that means to you to look in new places. What does that mean? And how do you go about looking in new places to attract people to our sector? Well, I think I'm a um, product of a day. You know, obviously some people saying, oh, I need experience. And then, and then obviously Sam and Kate Moore saying, no, oh, we'll, we'll take you, you know, and then they gave me a shot. And um, that was the biggest thing. And obviously being that blank canvas, everything I learn is what they want me to learn sort of thing, you know. It is a little bit intimidating from the outside looking in because you, you look at farmers, you know, and just think these big, staunch, tough buggers and gals, and they feel like they're hard to approach. But once you get in, it's different, eh? It's, um, it's just awesome to see that we're leading the charge as in reaching out as opposed to you need to come and prove yourself over here we're saying hey come in we'll show you our industry all these awesome things to share you know even with the greenhorns we'll give you a shot and we'll teach you what you need to know and and that's the awesome part for me because i yeah you're looking at these farmers and you're like oh man you know and then and then they're coming over and saying hey why don't you try farming and you're like oh cool you know oh yeah i will i will try and then they're 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 with you every day and like my employers were to me as a new entrant was just encouraging a little story was um uh, sam moore my employer said i want you to go home and write down some goals and and bring them back to me the next day and then i was like okay cool ass i wrote down some goals i'll do this i'll be here and here and then i came back and showed him and then he looked at me and said you're thinking too small 
And then I was like, <laughs> oh, wow, you know, like, and that was, and that wasn't a, definitely not an insult. It was like, mm. he thinks more of me and um, he, he thinks I've got a lot of potential. So I'm just like, oh man, if this guy thinks more of me, then man, I, I need to think more of me and then um, really build, build you up. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that's just, they're just in your corner, which was awesome for me. Yeah, that's really cool. That's a cool story. Thanks for sharing that, Quinn. So for you, when we talk about looking in new places, you're thinking about, well, where you came from, which was from an urban background. Are there any other kind of places? I'm just trying to sort of create a picture of what that might look like. Um, How do we go about looking in new places and reaching those people? Biggest thing was schools. I've been lucky enough to go to some of the schools and on their career days and stand in the little Fonterra tent and, um, you know, not as cool as the army bloke in the other corner, but uh, it comes, they, they do come over and they ask, um, and we just sort of pick their brains a bit, eh? ask them some questions. So some of the sorts of questions was like, oh, would you like to work inside or outside? Um, and they're like, oh, I want to work outside. And they're like, oh, what do you do? And then we just start that conversation rolling. More of it, I think, when we are at these schools or we are approaching people is we need to sort of come in with the angle of we're looking for people to come into the industry and more invite them on farm. Come come see what we do. Come have a look at what we do. And the biggest thing around that is we need to really hone in on that stability because I think that's a massive thing that separates us from a lot of other industries is we're an essential service. You know, you, you get your house with the job. you got a work vehicle. You know, prices, everything's through the roof. You know, you're not commuting anywhere. You, where you need to be, your kids get to grow up out or whatever if you've got kids or anything like that or if you're on your own it definitely doesn't matter we're our own little suburb on each farm and we look after each other and then we look after our neighbors as well and and i think because that's what kept me here is that culture and i think we really need to hone in on that tell that story how can we get better at attracting young maori to work on our dairy farms what are the big draw cards for them do you think i guess sort of like what i just said but it's a tough one it's a tough one especially with young Māori because it just depends on, on what we're doing. Eh? I wasn't really interested in farming because all my cousins were all farmers and, and you know, I just saw them getting up bloody early hours in the morning. I was like, no, nah, no way, I don't want to do that. But um, it was more, I think it was try and get away from that closed off mentality. I don't think we're closed off. I think that's just what we appear to be because everything I thought about the industry was the complete opposite to when, it, when I got in. So especially for young Māori, the big seller is obviously that kaitiakitanga, being to work, being able to work the land, work with the animals. That'll be a big thing that I think we'll get some ground on. It's just the values that we hold um, that without even knowing that farming is, is very much like what you're taught on a marae. You know, you look after your whare, you look after your house, that's our farm. You look after one another, it's our teammates, and you look after our whenua, and, that, and that's what I believe we do. There's very little jobs that you can get or things like that where you do get to work your whenua, especially if you're from that area as well. And then um, being Māori and you, and you are a farmer, you, you understand that there's a lot of history there, even though you're not from there, you know, and it's the local iwi and stuff like that. And I think we just reach out to our iwi who are local marae in the area and let them know that if there's anyone out there looking for some work or wants to try farming and being able to farm on your own, own whenua, yeah, we just get out there and give them an opportunity, I think would be a big thing, as opposed to anything else I'd say. Is farm ownership, is that an aspiration for you? Um, it feels like a really, really, really distant goal. <laughs> um, it seems pretty far down the track, to be honest. For me, I still feel like a baby in the industry. Um, it definitely doesn't feel impossible. I've had a pretty crazy start because I've just 
come in and I thought I was just going to farm, but with being involved in, in certain things, being thrown into a, I guess, a uh, role model sort of um, position, which is I'm very grateful for. I think for me, it's more about, well, my whole goal is to really get around our new entrance into the industry. That's um, what gets me going, anyone that comes in. And that's why I try and say, like, we need to strategically plan these sorts of things. And, and um, when you're on farm, imagine being a new farmer, you come into the industry and, um, you know, you get a call from one of your one of your workmates and it's like, hey, uh, my name's Quinn Morgan. I've just heard you've come onto the team. I'll be working alongside you for the next season. I just want to say, hey, man, welcome, man. And we're so glad to have you here. You know, something like that. And they're like, oh, man, I haven't met the bloke. And we could do that for each other. I'll call up someone from the neighbours hire someone hey my name's quinn morgan i work on the neighboring farm man where you going you, you got some great leadership ahead of you really pick this person's brain because because they, they know a whole lot hey i'm just up the road if you need anything give a yell and then you know to this new worker is going to be like oh wow you know and, and you already know your neighbor without even meeting them and i think we need to start moving towards that and that's what i'm trying to work on with palmy where i am now if you could go back and speak to yourself a couple of years ago when you were just coming into the dairy sector you know what would you say to your younger self keep an open mind i definitely say keep an open mind because you, if you shut yourself off you can miss quite a lot and um, i was just lucky enough i needed a job because i had no house no nothing and i was forced into it and i'm so lucky that i was forced into the dairy industry because i think it was definitely for a reason and i, and I think my sort of role here is to tell all those uh, closed-minded people like myself two years ago to um, come have a look at and see what we do. And that's what I plan to do, just fly that flag and try and welcome some some new people into the industry. I know you're really strong on, on mentoring rangatahi. How exactly do you make yourself available for young farmers to reach out to you? So you say you're going into schools to speak to the school kids who haven't come into farming, but the ones who are already in farming, who reaching are looking, look, yeah, reaching out to you. How do you connect with them? Uh, mainly through social media. Like I've had a couple of calls with blokes on the phone going through a bit of mental health stuff, you know, never met me before. And I just uh, give us a buzz, bro, and, and we'll have, have a chat. And I just listen and um, try and give as little feedback as possible, but just really just there for it to listen and then just refer them on if they do need help, you know, just keeping tabs with them. But any young farmers come through, they do reach out. Some people are looking for jobs, and I'm lucky enough to know some other people, so I have been lucky enough to get some new farmers onto some farms, and that was a big thing, but mainly through social media. Um, I try and give them the time. Um, it is hard juggling everything, but especially if they come from school or, or whatever, you really need to get onto them quick because they've got all this energy, and they don't know where to put it, and um, they're really to take on the world, and they don't want to slow down. Everyone's saying, just take your time, take your time, but they just want to go, 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 and I think we need to harness that so you've got eight people working under you at the moment. Aside from coaching and helping people grow their on-farm skills, are there any particular areas that you spend a lot of your time and focus on in terms of mentoring those people? Personally, I'm a big believer in audio books and all those sorts of stuff. Like uh, Come to a Shed is just music blasting. I was, I was sold charged last year, so it's just all podcasts and, and even this podcast in the Shed. I just really love it. Personally, I was told to read a lot of books from my first employer. He gave me a lot of books to read, and, and a lot of them were like uh, uh, mindset books and all these sorts of stuff, and, and I got into those. But the biggest thing that I'm trying to do, especially our young farmers and our farmers that I work with, is I feel like there's like this um, stigma that you can't really question the norm. Like um, for me, I just as soon as I come in, I, one year I was a farm assistant 
first year ever and then the next one I went and managed a salt charge farm and everyone's like, oh, you can't do that or why are you doing that for? And then I think there's this, we're stuck in this mould of we have to do this for 10 years until we can get to that next spot. But I think all those great farmers that went before us, they've done all that hard work and we just have to sort of pick their brain and make sure we're doing the right things because it's a big chain, eh? oh, I think it's like this big chain and that's why I feel now. Uh, I'm just a link in the chain and, and the people before me have reached back to grab me and I've got to do the same thing, reach back and, and grab the next person. But the main thing is just building their confidence because that's what helped me come in as a city slicker with very, very low confidence that I could be a farm or could be this, I guess, milk cows and stuff like that. So it's just building their confidence up. Yeah, that's interesting you said that because I was interviewing a farmer the other day and he, he said the same thing, actually. He sort of touched on that confidence thing. That that, that had probably been the, the biggest thing for him was just gaining confidence. So it's really interesting that you, you mentioned that too. Yeah, just not being afraid to, to fail with the team. Just go have a crack. If you need help, I'll, I'll come there and help you, you know. And it's, and it's people are going to stuff up. And if they do, it's just normalising it. Say, oh, you know, all good. We'll, we'll carry on. We'll get it done anyway. It's As opposed to the spit in the dummy and, and throwing everything up in the air. It does nothing sort of thing. Um, and that's what I learned. I was with a pretty stone cold, uh, emotionless boss, and he was just could control his emotions, and and I'd do some pretty horrendous stuff, you know. And then he would just he would just say, "No, no dramas. We'll sort it out, you know. We'll come on, then we'll go sort it out." It's it's never. And I was just like, man, this guy is uh, he's a stone cold bugger, man. I, <laughs> then I just yeah, just but at, at the same time, I wasn't afraid to try things, and you know, I wouldn't hide things because I knew. I was more confident in taking it on the chin. I was just saying, hey, I've done this and I'm sorry about that. And he's, no worries, we'll go sort that out, you know. When are you actually involved in hiring staff? Uh, recruitment, yep, yep, I am. I'm interested and you've talked a bit about it, but what are you looking for when you're recruiting? So say you're, you're interviewing a candidate, what yep. kinds of things are you looking for for them being a good fit in your team? Attitudes, everything, eh? Attitude is everything, man. And um, I'd work with anyone, any time of the day that had a good attitude. It's being a team player is a big thing. Like I played sport my whole life, rugby, so team culture is just, just embedded in me. I'd pretty much take on anyone who was after the opportunity. It doesn't mean you have to come in and try and win every award and uh, throw yourself into everything there is. It's just having an attitude and because the industry that we're in has, has done so much for me, you know, and everyone that I try and want to be involved with or get around sort of has to have that same mentality that we're ambassadors, eh? We're the face of dairy and we look after our girls, they pay our bills, we look after our environment and we look after each other. And um, and I think if we just keep it simple, then we'll be all right. And if, you, if you're willing to, to abide by that, I'm more than happy to, to give you a go. Yeah, so it's that attitude rather than experience necessarily that you're you're looking for. Definitely wouldn't snub my nose at experience. I'd love to have someone who come in and is experienced in farming and, and um, all those sorts of things, but I wouldn't turn you away based on experience. That's the biggest takeaway. Sure. Yeah, sure. Quinn, other than things that you've touched on already, is there anything else that you're doing to retain staff? So uh, just expose them to what we have to offer is big. And I can only talk from experience because I was exposed to everything, discussion groups, you know, the primary ITO, our educational sides of things, the awards, all these sorts of things that the dairy has to offer. I got to see it straight away as soon as I got in and it just definitely moves the goalposts and it brings you out as opposed to your small farm. Let your team know what's actually happening outside the gate. 
and I've uh, been lucky enough to take the team up to DRNZ head office. Uh, we went through there. That was pretty cool. We went through the research farms, and we're going to go look at some farm that does all flex collars and all those sorts of things. So it's just more about trying to just get in touch with with your local neighbours or your local reps, and they'll, they'll be more than happy to point you to someone who, who's got collars or who's got this or whatever. And you know, I think we really need to use our resources, eh, because they're, they're second to none. So that's the biggest part. How did your team find that trip up to Derry and Z? Yeah, it was cool. It was cool because there was more questions come and talk to the team and ask the team questions. And there was a lot of back and forth because that's, that's the biggest thing, eh? giving them a voice. And I think they were confident to speak what they felt. And um, it was a cool little conversation. The research farm was, was cool as too because you get to actually see firsthand you know, the hard work eh, that goes into why we do what we do. And we've got a lot of great scientists and, and people that are really the front runners for us. And um, it was cool to, to see them and what they do as well. So, Quinn, I was just thinking, like, so you've come into this, you didn't even know you were going to be a farmer so three, four years ago, and now you've just come off the back of speaking down at Wellington to, a, like, a bunch of important government people and, and people in the industry. It must be a pretty crazy thing for you to look back and see, you know, to look at how far you've come already. Yeah, for sure. Like, growing up, the only goal was rugby, rugby being all black or, or be this or be that. and um when I didn't end up doing all those sorts of things um, and getting into dairy farming, it's actually put me in rooms that, you know, those other opportunities would have never got me into. And um, it's funny how it works, but it's I think the biggest thing is just recognising that this is an awesome opportunity. Don't take it for granted and enjoy what you're doing. And, and I'm really, really enjoying um, what I'm doing. Obviously, still a baby in the industry, but I definitely see myself and my family in it for the long haul. So, yeah, very grateful. You've just also won the Emerging Leader Award at the annual Primary Industries New Zealand Awards. So congrats on that. How can we encourage more rangatahi in the sector to enter awards like that and ahu whenua? Do we need employers to be nominating? Yeah, for sure. Because that's where it starts, eh? On farmers where your confidence is built before you're confident enough to go out there and go outside the gate and really put yourself out there. It's just building that confidence. So exactly what I'm sort of doing is speaking from experience was I had that confidence and um they what it did was it put the battery in my back to really say, man, no, you can do this and, and yeah, just went out the window like and it sort of turned into this opportunity as opposed to, oh, I gotta have all this perfect and I gotta compete with these people and all these sorts of things. It's more about getting there and you get to rub shoulders with some top farmers and people and it's just an awesome process because farmers they eh, we love to love to brag we do it for the bragging rights and at the same time um we get to celebrate each other right eh? because we all work very very hard and the awesome thing is once it's all done and dusted we all get to um sit down and, and celebrate each other and get out of our our own head for the time being and and yeah have a real good time hey quinn that's fantastic stuff mate thank you so much for your time and, and all the work that you're doing as well i love the fact that when i hear you talk i'm hearing you say that while you've got this passion for mentoring other people, you're still really hungry to keep learning from the people who have gone before you as well. And I think that's a, a, an awesome place to be in, eh? For sure. That's what I was saying. Like, you know, we tell all these farmers, you know, you're, you're going to be a great farmer, just not better than me. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, yeah, thank you for giving up your time and uh, really appreciate it. And uh, we're going to see more of you in the sector for sure. Awesome. Cheers, Ben. Uh, thanks, thanks, thanks for your time. Thanks for tuning in to Talking Dairy. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you'd like to check out more of our podcasts, go to dairynz.co.nz forward slash podcast or find us on your favourite podcast platforms.